Welcome back for episode two. Woo, woo. Let's get it. Let's go. Okay. Like for episode three, I'm not gonna do that no more. I'm sorry. I'm going too far. But today in episode two in the guest chair, we have makeup artist extraordinaire, Shaharley Blake, aka Harley. So Harley is actually an active guard flight attendant here in the DMV area and makeup artist and beauty educator. So I first met Harley as a flight attendant about maybe five or six years ago. And it's crazy because early on, I knew she was so talented in this realm. So I was really, 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 really excited when she decided that she was going to go ahead and take that leap and turn her talent into a profitable revenue stream. So on today's episode, Shahali will break down how she took that leap after a civilian job in Saudi Arabia while making an investment in education elevated her business. The different revenue streams and makeup artists should be thinking about to truly diversify. How she sets herself apart in a saturated market and really pick the niche. And then two revenue or sorry, two resources that a new makeup artist should be kind of thinking about to really utilize to elevate things. Today, her makeup has graced places like Bolden USA, Ecom Companies, Endless Beautiful Brides, Production, Elle the Magazine. Yes, the Elle Magazine um, and local and television stations like Fox 5, Fox 45 Baltimore, um, and lots of different fashion segments for other different news stations. Okay, so now we want to know all about the how. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Harley, thanks for joining me today. I'm a little jealous at your beach side, you know, as I'm watching the snow fall here. But that's okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. So with the talent that you bought from day one, did you always know that you wanted to pursue makeup or basically something in a beauty lane growing up? Absolutely not. Um no, this was never a thought. Actually, um, I remember you were the one that was like telling me I should do makeup. And I was like, no, I um, only like doing my makeup <laughs> <laughs> and my friends. And the the thought of it was like, no, not happening. But I think what um, really made me like make that switch and what pushed me into doing it is... Um, when I lived in Saudi Arabia for that year, when I um, separated from active duty and I went um, part-time with the National Guard, I was over there. And I mean, makeup just always, always kept coming up. It was something that I did every day. People would uh, continuously ask me questions. So I was like, when I get back to the States, I'm going to try this and I'm going to try it the for real way. So when I got back, I started taking classes um, just to learn more about the industry because mm-hmm. um, I knew I knew how to do some things as a makeup artist, but I knew I only knew how to do like things in my realm. So my face, my complexion mm-hmm. um, and uh, like I had the basics, mm-hmm. but so I knew I wanted to learn the technical side of it, but then as I got deeper and deeper into learning uh, just about being a makeup artist and it's really being an entrepreneur because that's what it is. There's so many lanes you can take it. I wanted to really learn about the business side of it as well. So I just took a deep dive um, into learning and it just kind of took off from there. Cool. No, that makes perfect sense. So in a piece of that, you talked about learning and doing all this education to really get educated of, learning how to do makeup beyond mm-hmm. your own face beyond your own skin do you think it's necessary mm-hmm. to get that mentor or get that education piece to for a new makeup artist to take things to the next level absolutely um 
you you definitely have to because there there's so many nuances with skin and especially skin tone and you know we've seen that in the last few years there's been a whole bunch of talk about you know having more um, complexion ranges and foundation and being more inclusive, especially for black and brown skin tones. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's other things that come along with skin, whether it be um, skin types, dry, oily combination. If somebody has something special going on, like they have dermatitis or sensitive skin, they're allergic to something. Somebody has, I've dealt with clients that have had vitiligo, people that have freckles. There's just different things to consider. And then also learning how products work with different skin types. So, I mean, being a makeup artist, I've learned is just not about applying makeup. There's a lot more that goes into it. And it's kind of like a science um, sometimes. So I definitely think the education part is super duper important. And then it shows, it shows, it reflects in your work um, when you're on set, when you're dealing with a client, um, how things actually look when it's Mm -hmm. photographed, because I know there's been several times like you're in the bathroom, you're doing your makeup and you're like, mm, it's lit. And then when you f- you're looking back at like a picture, like, ooh, what was I doing? So <laughs> learning those little tricks um, has been super important. Uh, yeah. So I would definitely encourage anybody that wants to be a makeup artist, photographer, anything like that, like definitely take your time in learning like the, like, like how we do in the Air Force, on-the-job training type of stuff, mm-hmm. um, learning the technical side of it, and then practicing it. Super duper important. Awesome. Now, that makes perfect sense to get educated before you just hop out there so you can know all those ins and outs of things that you might not have been cognizant of, for sure. So you can come right out the gate, like, looking polished, right. just like you did. I'm so, mm-hmm. A lot of things that mm-hmm. you said kind of throughout that, is you mentioned skin, like all the different types of skin tones and, like, dermatitis and all these different things that a person might have. Um, in your bio and, and through your socials mm-hmm. and really everything that you um, just are like super incredible at is skin, right? It's super evident that you love skin. How did you pick skin and Thank like, you. focus on dominating that lane? Um, I don't. I don't know. I think it was something that naturally I was good at doing on myself. And I, mm-hmm. I always like try to credit, try to credit the Air Force, but it's true. <laughs> like, you know, we have to abide by these regulations, which have kind of like loosened up as of late. But before, you know, I felt so like confined, right. You mm-hmm. can't come to work with the most banging uh, smoky eye or anything like that. So that's what I focused on because um, for a long time I dealt with um, acne, like um, as I got older, I started dealing with hormonal acne. And then of course, you know, brown skin, we deal with uh, dark spots and hyperpigmentation. Mm-hmm. And then when I became a flyer and, um, you know, being in people's face all the time, I wanted to look cute. You know, we, <laughs> we come to work and we wear the same uniform looking like everybody else. And I know before I joined the military, you know, it was encouraged to me growing up to be an individual standout. And then I joined the military of all things. And it's like, no, you got to be like everybody else. Blend you got to look like everybody else. Blend in. Right. Like, and I didn't <laughs> want to blend in. So <laughs> makeup was kind of like my avenue for myself 
to like look polished um but because I couldn't like stand out with the cutest like eyeshadow look um or at the time I didn't know how to because there is a way uh, it's just not a colorful way to do it um skin was super duper important to me and then as I started to like learn more about it it was just something that naturally um even one of the um, one of my teachers that I did a class with, they were like, naturally, you have a knack for that. So skin is like where I dominate. I might not give you like the sickest creek cuss, creek cut, excuse me, but that skin is gonna be popping. And I am a witness to that. Somebody has beat me down for multiple occasions, <laughs> all types of shoots. My skin is always left. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah and you know another thing with that too is it, it's the first thing that people notice is mm -hmm. it's your skin and when you can get it to a point where it just looks like flawless and is glowy or whatever the case may be like I've I've found that people spend more time like complimenting you on that so that's mm -hmm. something that I just really um, try to hone in on. And then too, in, in the, the makeup artist world, there's like something, there's a saying something about like, you know, I don't even have the saying, I'm sorry, but basically, <laughs> um, skin is what's going to get you paid. Like that cut mm. crease is cute, but the skin is what is, what's going to get you paid. And it's true, you know, mm -hmm. because, I can't tell you how many times I've had a client or a photographer or um, a model sit in my chair and be like, you know, I got, you know, I worked on this job and they couldn't get my skin right. Or I had to bring mm -hmm. my own foundation. And mm -hmm. to me, that was just kind of like appalling because it's like you need to be prepared. So, you know, I take skin seriously. No, that's awesome. Like I said, that's super apparent in all of your work throughout your website, throughout your socials and everything else. Um, so my next question is, you. is the gram, right? Like I said, you're, you're, you're super polished on the gram and I love your socials, but with it, with makeup, you know, basically any creative or, um, like artistic lanes, it, it feels like so many of them feel so saturated, right? Whether that's like boutiques mm -hmm. or makeup or photography and models and all of these different types of things, you know, they all feel so saturated. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's a piece of why people don't take that leap. How did mm -hmm. you stand out, you know, in such a saturated market? Or how do you stand? Um, shoot. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm not sure. You know what? I'm not even going to downplay myself. In 2021, we talk in all our stuff. So um, the way I think I stand out is oh, I have just... <laughs> I was about to be like, no, I don't stand out. But no, we're not doing that anymore. But um, so I think it, you, you have to kind of like do a couple of different things, right? Um, with everything, you know, I'm always on my like mindset TED Talk um, stuff. So you just kind of have to like get to a point with your mindset that you're going to do it and you just commit to it. I think that's the first step. Mm -hmm. But also you need to figure out like not only what your why is, why you're doing it, like what, what you want to get out of social media. Um, that is going to be a driving factor of like what type of content you create. Mm -hmm. um, but how you stand out really is knowing who your audience is, knowing who you are. Like for instance, me, you know, like, in the first line of my bio on Instagram is like glow creator, always skin, never cake. So that is what I want to show up with. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is consistency. 
And, you know, I will be the first one to say that I haven't necessarily nailed the consistency thing with social media because, you know, being a flight attendant in the Air Force is kind of unpredictable, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But consistency doesn't have to, like, mean the same thing for everybody. Consistency for me and you can look very different, whereas consistency for me could be, okay, I'm going to get on social media and I'm going to post three times a week and Mm -hmm. consistency for you is I'm a post one time a week. You know what I mean? So you kind of have to figure out what consistency looks like, figure out, you know, commit to showing up for yourself because that's really what you're doing and knowing what it is you want to get out of social media. So what, what's the whole point of you posting on social media? Mm -hmm. Is it, um, to, grow a bigger following is it to capture a specific type of clientele um what what is the point of it and then right and then how often are you gonna do it right and as you as you go on you know things may change but I think I had to get clear on those things and naturally once you start doing it it starts to kind of become more and more evident. Um, what things, a, a good way to do it that I've found is finding out what things you get excited about. Mm-hmm. What excites you in whatever avenue you're in? What can you just talk for hours and hours and hours about? Um, create that content, see how people interact with it. And, you know, don't get discouraged in the beginning when you just start, you know, because that's where the consistency comes. That's where the engagement comes in. The more you show up, the more like your uh, as we like to call it, your tribe, your community is going to flock to you. And those are the people that are going to, you know, ask you the question, like the pictures, um, mm-hmm. post the comments, that type of thing. So I think um, it's took me a while to kind of understand that. But for anybody like trying to figure out how to stand out, those are some things to consider for sure. Sweet. No, thank you for that. I suck at social media. And obviously with this podcast, I need to be way more social to like get people out there and get people in the know of kind of what's going on. But Social media dedication is kind of like a job, right? So it's like right. hard to figure out how to take control over that and not let it control you, but you kind of stay in charge of what that looks like, whether that's showing up one day, like you said, two days a week, three days a week, or yeah. once a week on the same day. Every Monday, people can expect, you know, a new, a new piece of content to drop or whatever the case may be. It's definitely hard. Yeah. That's that yeah, needs to be scheduled in for sure, because otherwise yeah. it's be daunting. For sure, for sure. And there's one more thing that I would like to add to that. Engage in social media, right? So the whole point of it is to be social. Don't just, you know, show up, post some stuff and then just like leave and be like, why, why am I not getting the, mm-hmm. uh, the results that I want? Mm-hmm. Actually engage with those, those other um, social media profiles and people that you either like or you look up to or, you know, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't have to be somebody that you like. It could be somebody that makes you laugh, engaging, because, you know, have you ever had somebody like, like something, somebody completely random, like something on your profile, and then you go over to their profile to see what they're about. So that's what that engagement does. Um, Yeah. And that's another way of being aware and standing out when you um, consistently engage and not like to be cheesy, you know, genuinely, um, that's another way that you can stand out on social media. But basically, yeah, figure Figuring out what what works for you is part of the thing. 
But yeah, no, the, the engagement piece is super important. I'm happy that you mentioned that because like, and genuinely, right. You, you put that keyword in there about genuinely engaging on social media because I've seen, I can't count mm-hmm. you know, how many times we post something and there's like this bot, you know what I'm saying? Like, or the automatic, like, oh, DM such and such or love or, you know, some yeah. like random or, you know, like, sir, you just stop my time. Like, stop playing. I know this is a whole bot. Like, cut it out. I don't want your mm-hmm. random little post on here that is not even. Yeah, must collab. <laughs> exactly. Stop it. No. <laughs> I'm not looking to collab. I'm not going to DM you today, sir. This is a picture of my child. Okay. <laughs> I, that is not what this post is about at all. <laughs> I hate that. I cannot stand that. Genuinely engage or get up off my timeline, friend. <laughs> kind of transitioning just a bit um i think it's fiscally responsible to side hustle while still active duty like you know while we still got these mm-hmm. a steady source of income like it kind of makes sense right because we get all this inspiration to do all these types of different things you're like oh my gosh i want to be at this and i want to do that and i want to do this and all these awesome things kind of like pop out to us as we're trying to figure out you know who we are individually outside of the military right so you know mm-hmm. like i said i just think it kind of makes sense to just launch whatever that is whatever you're thinking of while you're done in the military because if it's done prematurely mm-hmm. once you get out and you haven't really tested the waters you know we could be setting ourselves up for success and a, and a whole struggle less financially so facts with that um you know it's one thing to love something as a passion but it's a whole other thing to make a living doing it as an artist and like a true professional mm-hmm. so can a person mm-hmm. in the makeup lane expect kind of right out the gate to start making some type of income or is that something that kind of comes over time? Like, what does that piece look like? Woof. Um, so, I mean, yes yes, and no, right? So th- there are those people that we see that just blow up out of the gate. Oh, you know what? I don't need, I'll take it back. Nobody just blows up out of the gate. Behind the scenes, they've been hustling and they've been trying, right? So right. I think what you said was super important about starting now um, because you, you test it out. You see what works. You see what doesn't work. And you kind of like learn the ropes. So when you finally, you know, get your freedom papers that DD-214 is lit, like you already know what's going on. Freedom papers. Have- <laughs> <laughs> Free me, Jesus. Free me um yeah (laughs) we're not in jail no but you know when you are completely done um then you have that flexibility to decide like I've already been doing this this has already like brought me in this type of income I have already networked so you know you can go down that lane you can like sit back and chill depending on you know how how much income you've built in this side hustle, you know, for the time, or, you know, you could go hard and, you know, fully commit to it full time. So it, starting out as a makeup artist, no, you probably won't be making like guap to be able to support yourself financially full time. Um, and then truth be told, even they're like makeup artists go through slow seasons where, you know, work really isn't coming in like that as much. Uh, last year was a little bit different because of COVID. Um, so like, it feels like the slow seasons were in reverse. But when I started, um, and I've only been doing makeup for, I don't even know how long now, four years. Um, most of the beginning was like, was learning and testing stuff out Mm -hmm. and like asking friends and family, like, can I do this on you or doing it on myself? Because 
now I feel compared to like back in, I won't say back in the day, but let's say compared to like 10 years ago, the amount of information that's out there is, is not the same. There is a magnitude of information mm-hmm. out there on how to be a makeup artist. And there's no one way, you know, because you can be a bridal makeup artist. You could be in film and TV, you could be celebrity, you could do it, you could be a special effects makeup artist, you could just be strictly doing prosthetics. So there, there's a, a niche or a lane for different types. You could, you know, bounce back and forth through a couple of lanes, but, you know, you need to build up that experience. Mm-hmm. You need to build up that, um, that know-how and that clientele too, before you can start like really bringing in the coin that's mm-hmm. going to be able to support you. Um, so I definitely think it is smart to start, you know, start now and build yourself up where you're not depending on, on like whether or not you're about to get like your next client or your next job, you know, where you have that military paycheck coming in that can kind of like support your side hustle until your side hustle becomes a full-time hustle. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. So with that, you know, as we're kind of down the lane of talking about revenue and, you know, when, when you can kind of turn a profit and things like that, um, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen the course that you posted, you know, a few months back and I, I think you were working on something, but what are the different types of revenue streams that, you know, someone should be kind of thinking about? And for you in particular, in specifics, when did you decide to kind of branch off and really start adding some things, you know, in addition to like some other services besides beating faces? Yeah. So, hmm, I think I kind of knew that I needed to do something else, right? If I, if I want to do it full time, just doing clients, um, wasn't necessarily going to cut it. Um, but like, just like becoming a makeup artist, I shied away from it. I remember I was in a class and, um, I was doing some, I think I was like trying to film some BTS and the chick was walking by and she was like, wow, that's bomb. And then she was asking me like, what type of products we're using? And I told her, she was like, have you ever considered teaching? And I was like, absolutely not. I don't want to do it. That, that has been like my answer every time. Absolutely With everything. Not. Like no. vehemently. No, I'm not. No, I'm not doing it. Um, <laughs> that, that's <laughs> definitely on brand with my personality. Um, but she was like, the way you describe things, I just want to sit there and listen. And I was like, wow, thanks, but no thanks. Um, and that was like two <laughs> years ago. So <laughs> yeah, thanks so I'm, I am ridiculous. Um, yeah, but I think, I definitely think, um, it goes back to like me enjoying this. So the minute you sit down and talk to me about skincare products, I am in or makeup, I can go all day. Um, but I realized over and over again, I will always get questions, pretty much the same questions over and over again. So I was like, I might as well just try this course thing out and see what happens. So last year was the first time, um, I did a course online Um, before Corona. I was actually planning on like doing a course, like regular, the regular way Mm -hmm. um, or regular as we knew it. And um, then Corona happened and I was like, I guess not. But then um, I learned a way to do it from Tiana Robinson, how to just do it really quick. And I was like, well, let me see how this goes. And then when I learned how to put a course on, I was like, that's it. Is that easy? (laughs) Well, shit. Oh, sorry. I'm not supposed to curse. Um, well, um, I was like, well then 
I definitely can. And the more and more, like, I saw other people putting on courses and I just, like, took some time and, like, did, like, a mental brain dump of the things I could teach. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, I totally could be teaching stuff. So... Um, and you know, a lot of it too was like, well, who, who's going to want to like take a course from me? Like, what do I know? But you know, something, right. So somebody wants to learn what, you know, you might not have like 20 years of experience in something, but the experience that you do have, um, is valuable. So yeah, I definitely started teaching courses. I am working on something right now. I do like one-on-one, um, online courses, um, with folks. Sometimes I do group courses, but I, I like the one-on-ones better because I can just focus on the person that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are so many different ways as a, a freelancer, entrepreneur, and a makeup artist, um, can make, bring in different, um, streams of income. So of course, courses is one, um, you can monetize your social media and Instagram isn't the only platform, any social media platform you have out there, you can monetize, um, you have to figure out a way to do it. Um, easy ways to do stuff is just, um, I want want to say throw something together, but using your highlights to just mm. kind of be like, you know, posting whatever you have going on and having like a link where people can either get in contact with you or purchase the course. Mm. Um, so that that's an easy way or not course necessarily, but, you know, product or whatever you have going on. Monetizing your social media is another one. Um, working with brands. Uh, so kind of like getting into like that influencer space. Um what else is there? Of course, clientele, um, creating a product, selling a product. Um, and as a makeup artist, like products can be anything. It can be medic, can sell um, t-shirts, hoodies, apparel, um, eBs. There, there's so many things you can do. So Endless. I think nowadays it's just really cool to, to be a makeup artist, but the, the options are endless in terms of streams of income that you could have coming in awesome no that makes perfect sense and i love the one-on-one course that um, you said that you're going to create or that you're working on because i i mean i want to be beat for work how do i do that without looking like i'm doing too much and i'm going overboard um so like one day i went to this class <laughs> and um because there was right. a that i used to use to just kind of do my makeup for like random occasion before you i remember before you right i went to that class and yeah. I was so confused because it was like 30 of us in there and we had little like palettes <laughs> set up with like little mirrors and such and a couple of little products. But I'm like, ma'am, I need you over here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing with this highlight right now or with my eyes or anything else. Yeah. I don't have any of this, not one piece of it. <laughs> I, I just randomly started doing my makeup, but I've never like, oh, you know, so, had my tea, so I'm like, you need to get on over here, ma'am. I need some help. So I was like, yeah, this is, this is. This was fun to just come to today and like take some pictures and fake like I knew what I was doing, but I need a whole one-on-one. So I will definitely be a client um, once that is a, a, a that course is complete for sure. Definitely make sure that you post that on social so we can all join. Because yes, I'm sure all of us want to have some some little. Yeah, things. that's so funny that you say that because um yeah, big classes are confusing, especially if you like. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing, so. 
yeah, that's funny. That's why I prefer to do one-on-ones. I, the class that I did in uh, last year was um, with a few folks the couple of times that I ran it. But then I was like, you know what? I just want to spend my time focusing on one person um, because everybody's needs are different and then your skill level is different. And I offer that class right now. So definitely mm. um if you're interested hit me up Absolutely. no i'm kidding but that's the type of stuff that i would pay extra for right like that's <laughs> premium to just sit down with me individually to like teach me to like elevate my skills to know what i'm doing yeah and yeah and it's super it's it's super important i feel like it's even more important in the military um because you just want to, you want to feel like yourself when you put mm-hmm. that uniform on. Um, and you want to, like, you want to feel like yourself, but sometimes you just want to be like a little extra. So, and I don't want to um, look like a little boy showing up. Yes, extra without, like, like you said, exactly. And you want to <laughs> learn how to do it without, like you said, looking overdone. But then when you want to be extra, like you want to know how, how can I go real far with this yeah. and doing it like the right way that looks good on me. So yeah, that, I feel you on that. Cause I was like, I'm showing up back in the day. I used to work in services and I would be like, I'm coming to this defect. I can't wear any earrings. I can't get my nails done. This is trash. I'm like slaving <laughs> over this grill, cooking people's eggs. My, my, my like little blowout is just frizzing up. The least I could do is have some mascara on. Jeez, like help me. And you know what? The days that I just used to be looking the most trash is when the cutest dude would come through the line. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll tell you. What a shame. <laughs> and see, for me, I feel like I, I look the same. Them. I look the same whether I'm going to work, whether I'm going out, whether I'm going to a party, whether I'm going to a wedding. I'm like, ma'am, how do I separate like the beats? I want to be like a basic beat for work and then I want to yeah. elevate it beat for a night out okay. and then I want to be elevated elevated for like date nights and like photo shoots and stuff like that and it's the same same beat all mm-hmm. the but yes okay cool no I appreciate we appreciate that feedback that's super helpful and I would definitely be in that course <laughs> <laughs> so with that you know when we're talking about courses and all streams and such <laughs> how did you distinguish mm-hmm. or determine like how to charge based on your skills rates there is such a big conversation right now for makeup artists particularly for reads i don't know if you've seen that post about the 150 dollars thing we won't get into it yeah but that's such a big thing so um (laughs) rates right it's such a a personal thing and i think the things you should um consider are your experience like your skill level Mm -hmm. um your skill level and the value of whatever it is that you're selling, right? And the value goes into, is this a need for whoever my customers? Um, like, how would this on their skills? Yes, I really want this or mm, I could do without it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, when you, you're... Um, what is it? You're buying something online and you like, you see that shipping come up and you like, I don't want it. And mm-hmm. then you like, you know what? I'm going to get it because I really need this. Mm-hmm. Think about it in that way. Right. Um, but then also you, what people always forget is um, figuring into the amount, your time, right. Mm-hmm. On top of your experience, the time that it's going to take you um, to actually create whatever it is. And if it's like a, like, a, like what I do a one-on-one course, um, how long, 
it's going to take you for that one session to actually do it. Um, and then the supplies that you need, you have to consider in, you know, those costs as well. So you're making sure that you're not necessarily undercutting yourself either. Mm -hmm. Um, you want to make like some type of profit from it. And you, you know, you don't have to like go crazy and um, really come for people's pockets, but you want to make sure that you're at the very minimum breaking even. So you need to consider all of those things in there. No, that makes perfect sense. Sweet. Dropping gym after gym, after gym, after gym. We see you. Okay. <laughs> So I know we've kind of been here on it for a minute, so I don't want to steal like too much of your time. And I know you're like laying on the beach, enjoying some, I don't want to say no drinks, you know. I'm not laying like on that. the beach right now. Oh, you're not? I have been enjoying drinks. <laughs> I'm not on the beach. I'm on my grandma's porch right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> tell her I said, hey. Um. So my I next will. question is going to be favorite resources. If you could recommend two favorite resources Anything, whether that's a book, a product, an app, a, anything, what would that be? Favorite resources. Um, well, right now I'm really digging Canva. Um, oh, yeah. Just because you could do so many things with it. Um, I like to use it on desktop, like my laptop, but that is Instagram posts banners, um, anything really. I'm creating a guide right now using it. I've created a website on Canva, like is insane. And they keep, um, adding more like little things to it. So I definitely, um, use that for a lot of things and something else I would, uh, I'd recommend a book. Is it Gary Vaynerchuk's crushing it? Oh, yeah. Think is a really good read for entrepreneurs. And, you know, it talks about um, some stuff with uh, social media, but I think it's super duper helpful just in the examples that he give basically about showing up. Um, so those would be the two recommend. Sweet. So with that, let's end with, if people want to follow you, they want to catch up with you, follow you on socials, anything like that. They want to take that course or that class. What's the best way to sync up and mm -hmm. catch up with you? Best way to sync up with me, of course, is going to be on social media or through my website. On um, pretty much every platform, I'm going to be at Shaharli Blake. Um, I know my name is long, but bear with me. S-H-A-H-A-R-L-E-E. -E. <laughs> Blake B-L-A-K-E. That's my um, handle on Instagram. And then my website where you can check out my work, um, purchase the one-on-one -on -one course if you would like to. It's going to be shaharlyblake.com. And also, um, if you want to stay in contact with me and just kind of see what I have coming up that's new, you can totally sign up for my waitlist um, on Instagram. If you click the link in my first link is kind of keeps in touch with different things that I have coming out, new work, anything that I um, am recommending. That's a really good way to just kind of keep in contact with me too. Perfect. And I'll link all that stuff in the show notes too. So people can have like direct link to it. So they don't have to think of like, oh shoot, that I didn't get the, a chance to or an opportunity to, to be able to write that stuff down. It'll be, we'll, we'll put a direct link in the, in the show Perfect. notes. 
Cool. Well, is there anything thank else that you want to leave us with before we roll out, before we close this thing out? Um, well, I just want to say congrats to you on starting your podcast. I'm super duper excited and proud of you. Thank you for having me, of course. And, um, to everybody out there listening, um, it's 2021 life is changing. So do you show up big and, um, keep doing it for you. Man, come on, Pastor Blake. Come on, what a message on today. That was a benediction. That was a benediction on today. (laughs) And you are welcome, congregation. I appreciate you. Okay. (laughs) Later, have fun.